This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. time. We're talking about the time after Christmas. Maybe you have some New Year's resolutions. We're going to have some fun today. I have Pastor Doug McCoy here with us. Hello. Yep. And my husband, Pastor Doyle. Hey, everybody. And I'm Jennifer, by the way. (laughs) So let's dive in. Well, this is your next step, and it's a part of the ministry of the church next door. And if you're new to listening, we want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast. And we'd love for you to come visit us here at the church next door. Uh, We're right here in Columbus, but you could be listening from Toledo, Ohio. You can be listening from Israel. We actually have listeners from Israel uh, through the podcast. We have lots of friends around the world that listen. We're just glad to have you a part of the program. So what we wanted to do was, I want you to think intentionally this week. I'm always thinking about the big picture. Uh, Jennifer will tell you that can be a little bit frustrating when you live with me sometimes. Right? You know? Uh, No, it's all good. It's all good? (laughs) Well, I'm always thinking about the big picture. And what I know is this season, this, this, this gap between Christmas and the New Year's, if you'll sit down and you'll take some time to quiet yourself before God and answer this question, what is it I really need right now? What is it that I need? Maybe it's rest. Maybe you just need to sleep for 12 hours straight. You know, uh, in in what is it I need for a day or so? And if you can carve a day out where you just fulfill that need that God has put within you, but part of that is I want you to be quiet, be still, and say, God, as I go into the new year, do I need to make an adjustment? That's what the resolution part of this is: is that you're going to work off the rough edges of your life, and and that's what I'm thinking about. Okay, that was the whole goal goal of this sermon. Uh, where I, I challenged you to to really to learn, you know, it's a new day, a new day is dawned, and um, that's that's what I wanted you to do. So, you guys have thoughts on what you like best about this week going into the new year? Well, I, I think what you need and what actually happens are two different things, and I can't ever seem to make them line up. <laughs> I need alone time. I need quiet time. I want to think about the new year and plan and and journal and purpose. And instead, I'm usually packing and traveling and wrapping gifts. And I'm in a car going to extended family. <laughs> and you're around tons of people. <laughs> and so I don't know. Sometimes what you want and what happens, it, it, you know, it's challenging. You have to carve out some sort of space. I think that's enlightening when you say that, Jennifer. It makes me realize that even at the holidays, we're not living according to what we need but according to what somebody else needs. <laughs> it's because true. Because there are people out there. I mean, it could be family members. I don't mean to be cruel, but it's also certainly the mall and the sellers that are telling us, you need to do this. And really what they're not filling in is you need to do this for us. We need to make a profit. So you need to buy. And we're living according to this commercial calendar that is really draining and leaves me depressed. I think that's something I've realized this holiday season that I want something other than 
the the structure that the mall has given me. I want a, a more spiritual, refreshing structure. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you can find that time in smaller chunks of time with the Lord. I, in my dream world, want like 48 hours, and I'm not going to probably get that. But what you can do in three hours or two hours, you can go pretty far with the Lord and spend some time with him. We all have that. It's, I mean, that's a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Two hours. You know, you, you know, you have choices to make. Can't do everything, but you can spend some time with the Lord. Well, I know uh, I'm, I'm actually, I like this season because I do get to, um, I, I do get to do just what I want to do. And that's why I, I eat cinnamon rolls. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't, true. We uh, have permission to eat whatever yeah. we want. <laughs> you know, and, but normally I'm very good about what I eat. Mm-hmm. I'm very I'm very disciplined about it. I'm self-controlled about it because that's one of the fruit of the Spirit, you know? And um, I'm always thinking about it because I know when I start the new year, I'm going into my 21-day fast, and I'm thinking, I do have self-control. It's okay for me to to eat poorly today. Well, there's feasting and fasting in the Bible. That's right. And well. but But I had to, I had to be taught that. I had to learn that. It, it took me years to learn that, and I'm I'm thankful that my parents wanted me to learn that as a young person. And so, right now, someone listening to us is like, he's talking about fasting. I've gone to church my whole life, and no one's ever challenged me to mm-hmm. fast. And and I run into people like that all the time. And I'm like, well, whoa, what Bible were you reading then? I <laughs> I didn't get that translation. And it's not that they didn't get the translation; is they thought that this wasn't somehow helpful. And and I see. I see the feasting as really important mm-hmm. because I had to learn to celebrate because I'm all about accomplishing the job, but I'm not really good at passing out the high fives. I had to learn to pass out high fives. I had to learn to 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 not just say, "Okay, we climbed that hill." You know, uh, Easter's coming now. We just finished e- we finished Christmas, and and that's not good for the soul. To no. go just to to go into it, and so you got to pause and you got to celebrate. You got to say, "Way to go!" You know, um, uh, I was with my niece, and she just finished another uh, semester of college. She got all A's. That's awesome. Now, yeah, it is awesome. She had organic chemistry. She had physics. Mm. She had calculus. She wasn't taking underwater basket weaving. She wasn't, you know, taking how to roll your cigarettes, you know, like <laughs> some of my ungodly people I know out there. You know what I'm saying? That that's got to be a college course somewhere. I know it is. I oh, don't think Berkeley. You lived in California. I lived very close to Berkeley. Absolutely. <laughs> so there you go, man. My point is, is that what's your vision? Do you want to be more godly this year? Because we've got a lot of Christians that are really hurting right now because they've been told that grace is good and you can do anything you want to. But there's certain things that God doesn't want us to do. I I, I was really struck recently. I was talking with my brother. He's a pastor. You you may have heard him on the radio too. But and, and he said, "Listen, look again at what Jesus said." I was listening to him while he was preaching. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to him. You know, He said, listen, listen to what Jesus said here. He said, it's better for you that a millstone be put around your neck and you thrown in the sea if you cause one of these little ones to stumble in their faith. There's a lot of pastors out there that are causing people to stumble in their faith. And I don't want to cause people to stumble in their faith. I want to 
challenge them to think, is there some area of my faith that needs to get stronger as I go into this new year? Has there been something that I can say, okay, this year I'm going to read through my Bible. I'm going to love the Lord more. I want to get excited about being more godly as I go into the new year. Does that make sense? I I want the reverse to happen. What's interesting about what you're saying, though, is that you're depicting it correctly as desirable. You're, you know, you're saying, Hey, I'm looking forward to the fast. And I think really I am too this year and not just for the physical benefit, the health benefit, not just because I've had too much chocolate and it's beginning to come out my ears, you know, at this point, but there is something good. You know, typically I used to be like, Oh man, 21 days of no fun. But now I'm saying, no, come January, there's something good that's going to come in that. And that's what you're saying, too. There's something enjoyable about this godliness. When when we did this year's Christmas sermon, I I realized, I, I did the first one, and I used that phrase, holy living, and I realized when I was a kid... People talk about holy living as if it was a negative thing, like you are giving up what the world gets to enjoy. And it's like, no, no, no. Jesus is inviting me into a superior life. It's different from the world's way, but it's superior. Holy living frees you from this world, okay? And so if I live holy, I know I'm fully committed to Jennifer because she's my wife. And so I don't have to be confused about anything else that's going on out there. I, I have I have a relationship. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Holy living means I, I don't have to to flirt with a love for this world. I, I just and 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 like you said, I know that the fasting is gonna be great because God's gonna show up. Because there's gonna be a day when I'm not going to be able to make it without God's strength and he's going to he's going to show up and he's going to help me get through that fasting period and he's going to he's going to give me strength there's going to be other days when I'm fasting and I'm going to get more work done and I'm like how do I get extra done today and it's because God showed up in the fast and he inspired me he he explained things to me he did things because I'm fully relying on him well there's certain expectations Jesus said when you fast and he said when you pray He's just assuming we're going to do that as disciples. It wasn't optional. Sometimes I think Christians think these things are just optional. Maybe if I feel like it. No, there's certain uh, ways that are designed to get closer to the Lord. Well, but it's it's just like in, in Chronicles where, where God is telling Solomon, you know, if my people who are called by my name, if they'll humble themselves and pray, I'm going to heal your land. And everybody looks at that. But this is what they don't do. When you pray, God shows up. When you gather with two or more people and you pray, God shows up. That's why you go to small group. That's why you go to church. When you fast, God shows up. And and so I have a vision that this year God's going to show up. Now, I don't know what's going to happen this year. In, in 2020, I knew that God was going to show up. But I did not know that in March, coronavirus was going to show up. In the moment that coronavirus showed up, we said, okay, well, what's God going to do in this? And we started TV. We went on radio. We now uh, have a podcast that's that's been over uh, 600 episodes now. I mean, think about that. Yay. I mean, that's <laughs> a lot of godly material that, that's gone out there. And we've had thousands of people download it from all over the world. And you and I... You know, you, you, when we were growing up, we had no imagination that we'd ever reach thousands of people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. In it, Israel and in, in, in India. As, that's right. Kenya. But I mean, we, we just, we maybe thought that we'd be a Christian. We maybe thought, oh, we would be a pastor. But to reach thousands of people, 
And it's because we've prayed. It's because we've we've trusted. We've followed the principles. And, and, and we've seen them uh, play out in our lives and thousands of others. But I think for each of us, wherever you're at in your walk, you can say this year, I'm going to anticipate with excitement. What is God going to do this year? God has more power, more resources, more availability for your life than you've ever imagined. And if you just began to say, God, do what you want to do. Have your way. I welcome you. I invite your Holy Spirit into every decision, into the future, into the plans. I mean, there should be some excitement in that. It's it's fun. It it's fun to follow God. He has so many surprises for us. He's Victor. He's Jesus is Victor over all the things that we worry about. But but let's. I mean, you and I, we can we can uh, we can share this with them. I mean, we've had a pattern uh, for years. You and I that during this period of time, we've sat down and we said so. When the boys were little, we used this time period. We said so. How are the boys doing? Where are we in our marriage? What are our goals for this year? What are our goals for three years? What are our goals for five years? Right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm not making this up. No. I remember these conversations. And right? you can make you can do this simply. You just take a legal pad, and you put on one side of it. What what are what are the needs of my life? What are the goals of my life? What are the dreams I I have some dream sheets on my website. You know, what are your dreams? And then you submit them to the Lord. Generally, we we had this conversation probably in the car because we were driving back from uh, some family member's house and uh, the boys had fallen asleep because mm-hmm. I like to travel when they're asleep. Uh, it, it made my travels go quicker for me. It was less uh, emotionally painful for them and me. Uh, and, and they would fall asleep and, and we would start talking. And yes, I'll be honest, we would say, this family member doesn't look like they're doing well. And we, we would try to unpack why that was. And we would say, well, are we making that same mistake? Because, see, sometimes we see ourselves in our family and we're following the same patterns. And it was, it was a really a good time because we saw the changing of the new year as a new day. That's what I talked about in this sermon. It, it, gave, me, it gave me space to have a vision and I like this. This year, I've I've learned a uh, I've learned a term, and it's called vision gap. It's the vision. It's the it's the space between where you are right now and where you want to be. That's vision gap. Because most of us know where we are, and we think we we know where we want to be, and we're like, if I could only get to there, then uh, my life would be more godly, or it'd be the way I want it to be, or something like that. And, and sometimes it's something as simple as. If I can save enough money that I can get that new car, then driving back and forth to work wouldn't be so bad. Or if I could just uh, get in a small group where there were some people that really loved me and, and, and we haven't found that group yet. Does that make sense? It's, it's that friends that really help us. You, you know where you are. How are you going to get there? And, and what I'm about is closing that gap through prayer and through intentional living a godly way. I think that big picture idea, though, that you mentioned earlier is part of that as well. Maybe some of the vision gap comes, at, at least speaking personally, because we're always wanting the fun things in life and, and we're not seeing what the other times of life contribute. So, uh, for example, I have always hated January, just absolutely hated it because uh-huh. I, I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas, New Year's 
fun, you know. And then after that, there's nothing, and it's cold and, and snowy oh, and gray and yeah, terrible the weather. And, and depressing. But the Lord has told me this year, no winter exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need to embrace that and submit to that and see what goodness is there. I, I just listened to a teaching where a fella did the same. He took he's, He was talking about how to you know, maintain and grow the church, but he compared it to winter, spring, summer, fall. He said, you don't get um, a spring without a winter. You know, uh-huh. you don't get a summer, a harvest without a winter. That's part of the process. Yeah. And in the same, that's why when we're talking about fasting, when we're talking about holy living, which is not my preferred term, you know, or godliness or or whatever, some of these things are difficult, but understand the part they play in the big picture. Understand what that 21-day fast is contributing to your closeness with God, how that's empowering you for things that are going to happen the rest of the year. Understand what um, giving into temptation, how that's going to hinder you for the rest of the year. There's a there's a story, if I can tell it real quick. I, I can't source it. I just remember reading it in a book when I was in Bible college. But at about this time of year, the slaveholders you know, in, in, in the South— they would just turn their slaves loose with the intention of the of of getting these slaves to indulge themselves so much that they would get sick and not want to resist their their mm. masters anymore. So the oh, the wow. one guy said he said he saw a slave walk and he had a jug of molasses and he's drinking straight molasses. Mm. I don't know what that would do to you, but apparently it makes you sick. Sure. And and so by giving it doesn't into doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound great. No. Uh, by giving into those temptations, their will was broken mm. and they remained in slavery. So what you're saying is Satan has done that with our society. Exactly. We've, we've said we've said everything is possible and it's breaking our will and we're, we're, we're dazed and confused as a culture. Because we've not wanted to do any of the hard things. Like the 21 day fast is hard. We were talking about this yesterday as a staff. It's hard for all of us, but there's goodness that comes out of it. If you don't want to do that hard thing of not drinking straight from the molasses bottle, then you're never going to break the the slavery that, that the evil one has put you in. So well, true freedom requires some, some self-control. Sin is hard. Addiction is hard. Cancer is hard. Yeah. You know, uh, diabetes is hard. So maybe I'd rather cut back on sugar. I mean, there, you know, I think about January, it's a time for a project. You know, you can paint your basement, you can uh, do your scrapbooking, but it's a time for a project. What if you took on a spiritual project and you saw the fasting as I'm going to break an addiction? Because that's part of the point of fasting is it breaks an addiction. You know, maybe addiction to shopping, you have an addiction to whatever, but this is a time where you seek the Lord. And you can say, God, I, I need your help. You yeah. know, let's do a spiritual project. I think January is a great time. For, I mean, it can be dreary at times, but when the sun shines on the snow and it's bright, there's an optimism there. And I think January is a perfect time to do exactly what you're saying. Why don't I face this temptation head mm-hmm. on and overcome it? Well, OK, but let's go back to the the thing that you were saying earlier about that you know, winter has a purpose. Well, what what is the purpose of winter? Well, I can tell you that one of the reasons I like living in Ohio and not Florida is because... Kills the bugs. <laughs> that's right. It kills the bugs. And see, if you'll take that winter time and say, well, are there bugs in my system? Mm-hmm. Are there bugs in the, my thinking? Are there wrong thinkings that I have that I need to get rid of? And, and you say, God, I want to break that strong because that's when the, when the Bible talks about strongholds. He's talking about mental 
uh, thought patterns that have built up in our life that are not good for us. And there are some people that are anxious, and they need to get rid of fear this January. There are people that have been angry, and they need to get rid of their anger this January. There are people Pick that one thing. You just know? pick Don't one. Don't overwhelm yourself. I think I remember hearing a sermon once about sins of commission, like you just listed. What about sins of omission? Maybe your, your one thing in January is, I'm going to just learn to pray. You know, I'm just going to spend time in worship. I mean, sometimes we focus on all the negative too, but if we focus on some of the positive spiritual disciplines, it can set you free from some of that's the e- negative that's exactly patterns. It. That's right. See, the, one of the things, so, so we live on this old farm, and a lot of people say we have a farm. Well, ours is an old farm. We know that people have lived there since uh, 1900. Okay, so that was the first house built on the property. And I mean, that's 122 years going on, 123 years that people have lived there. And we have this pine tree out back, which is not 100 years old. I know that it's only about 60 years old because I, I have pictures of the farm from years ago. And, and um, I wanted to plant some more of those pine trees because it's been a part of the farm for a long time. Well, the, the pine cones, I've saved them, but the process is they have to get cold enough, and then mm-hmm. they expand, and the seeds fall out of those pine cones. And if you'll take this January, and you'll, you'll fast and pray, if you'll, if you'll say, okay, this, this January, I'm asking God to do what needs to be done so that seeds can be sown in my life for greater productivity and for me to be fruitful in the coming year, because, see, that's what winter does. It freezes the ground. It, it, it has adjustments in what it loosens up the soil for what God is going to do. And I believe that God wants to do something in your life in 2023. And, and that's what I'm excited about. You are participating in something that's hundreds of years old by what you just said. Mm-hmm. You're actually participating in an environment that's thousands of years old. You're, you're participating it. with the Lord um, cooperating with the Lord in bringing order to chaos, bringing beauty out of darkness. Yeah. That's awesome. And it requires that hard time like you're talking about. It does. I mean, there's so much work on the farm, but I love it because it connects me with God's creation. I love it because it requires me. I mean, we walk out of our house at night and we look up and see the stars because we don't have all the street lights. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray that as we go into 2023, that my brothers and sisters that are a part of your next step, that they're going to come closer to the fire. They're going to come closer to you. They're going to come closer to the kingdom of God. And God, I pray that some of them are going to get a vision to participate with us in the ministry in a greater way. I pray that they're going to grow spiritually. And yes, I pray that they're going to participate in the 21-day fast somehow, that they're going to see great victory. They're going to learn to pray and trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Happy New Year. It's going to be a great new year. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. Now is a great time for us just to stop and pray. You know, we've been thinking about God and His Word, but it's, it's no good if we don't apply it. So let's take a moment 
and let's pray. Let's invite God into the situation. I think this would be a good time for us to stop and pray for our military and their commanders. Most of us, we don't think about the military every day unless we have a family member there. So we want to stop today. We want to think about the military and our commanders, Lord. It it doesn't matter if they're in the, the Army or the Air Force or the Navy or the Marines or the Coast Guard, Lord. These individuals are taking and standing in a difficult spot. And this is what we know, God. You understand what it means to be a commander. You understand what it means to be a soldier. You use those analogies, Jesus. David, he was a man after your heart, and he understood what it was to to stand on the wall and to go into battle and to to carry a sword and to, to stand up against evil. And so, Lord, we're praying that they would have wisdom, that they would have peace and a security that comes from their identity in you. We're praying that they would not engage unless you directed them. We're praying that they would not go to battle unless they had sought you first. May we not be like like Israel that tried to do it in their own strength at time. No, Lord, we want to be like David who sought you and that you directed him. Lord, we know that evil exists in this world and it must be stood against or else it will prevail. And so we choose to say, give our military wisdom on where to stand, how to stand, and to take the stand. And God, I pray that our nation would support the men and women that are serving in that way. And Lord, we thank you for all that have already given their life. And we pray that that no one would have to give their life today. If there's any way for that to be avoided, may they, may they be spared. May they all come home to their family and God help their family. We're praying for your kingdom to come and your will to be done in Jesus' name. Thank you for praying with me. You know, as a pastor, as, as your pastor, I want you to know one of the most powerful things you can do and I can do is pray together. And I'd like for you to begin to join me in prayer every day. And so we've created a free prayer guide. But you have to go to our website, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email address, and you can download the ebook. It's for you, but it's also to begin to grow in prayer. It's the best thing that will ever happen to you. Go to yournextstepnow.com, and give us your email address, and get your prayer guide today. This has been Your Next Step a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for your next step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast 
an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.